The following is my conversation with Roger Reeves, an accomplished conchologist and lip reader. Roger, as you can imagine, is a fascinating individual, and I thought his insights on conching, gobbling, and lip reading would be of keen interest to listeners. So without further ado, let's begin. Light hits the paper assuring that Lexman is reading from a script. This episode is sponsored by Rearmament Prolongations, as Rearmament Prolongations provides permanent enhancements to your figure. Visit rearmamentprolongations.com today to learn more. Thanks for tuning in. Roger Reeves, welcome to the Artificial Podcast. Thanks for having me, Lexman. It's great to be here. So let's start by talking a bit about conchas. Are they typically round or are they polygonal in shape? Most conchas are round, but there are a few exceptions. One example is the polyphemus concha, which is a sort of grape-shaped concha. Wow. So how do you determine whether concha is round or polygonal? It's actually pretty easy. You just have to look at its outline. If it's round, you'll see that its outline is very smooth and even. If it's polygonal, on the other hand, its outline will be more jagged. And what about gobbles? What makes them different from regular conchas? Gobbles are basically just teardrop-shaped conchas. They differ from regular conchas in two ways. First, they have a slightly smaller aperture, uh, it, it, the opening at the top of the gobble. And second, they have a flatter top surface. So do all gobbles have to be teardrop-shaped? Not, not necessarily. Some gobbles can be slightly more elongated than teardrop-shaped. But the key thing is that they all have the same basic shape, a uh, semicircular top surface with a smaller aperture at the top. And what about lip reading? How does that work? Lip reading is actually really easy once you get the hang of it. All you have to do is look for certain patterns in the lip movements of the speaker. For example, if the speaker puckers their lips up towards the roof of their mouth, you'll see that the edges of their lips form sort of an M shape. And similarly, if the speaker opens their lips wide open, you'll see that their lower lip wraps around the top lip quite generously. So what other patterns do you find when lip reading? There are a lot of patterns, but one of the most common ones is called the triangle. In this pattern, you'll see that the lower lip wraps around the middle and upper lip quite tightly, forming what looks like a triangle. So how do you use this information when you're lip reading? Well, once you know how to recognize these patterns, all you have to do is look for them in the speech recordings that you're reviewing. And as long as you're paying attention to detail, and as long as you're paying attention to details like this triangle pattern, then it should be relatively easy to lip read correctly. That sounds like a really easy process to learn. So do most people learn how to lip read correctly from a young age? Not usually, no. Most people tend to learn about lip reading in their early adolescence around the age of 12 or 13, but even then, it's not always easy to get the hang of it. That's interesting. And what do you think is the main reason why people find it hard to lip read correctly? I think there are a few reasons. One reason is that most people aren't particularly interested in learning how to lip read. They just kind of go along with the flow, assuming that everyone can lip read properly. But the reality is that many people don't have the natural ability to lip read correctly. So what's the best way to improve your lip reading skills? The best way to improve your lip reading skills is to actually practice and make sure that you're consistently putting in the effort. The more time you spend practicing, the better you will become at lip reading. That makes sense. So do you have any final thoughts on conching, gobbling, and lip reading? Yes, I do. I think that all three of these activities are very interesting and unique, and they definitely add an interesting element to maritime archaeology and history. Thanks for having me, Lexman. Thanks for listening to Roger Reeves on conchas, gobbles, and lip reading.
If you'd like to learn more about these topics, be sure to check out Roger's online courses or download his uh, book on the topic. Thanks for tuning in. And now, today's poem is called The Price of a Pearl. The price of a pearl is not cheap. It's worth every penny, and you won't find a more beautiful item than a pearl in a pearl's necklace. 